This is episode 178, Less Judgment, More Sex with Michaela. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. I hope I got your attention with that title. And the title isn't just to get your attention. It really is to bring your awareness to parts of your life that you may be neglecting. And one of those parts of your life may be your sex life. And you may have a good reason for that. You're too busy or you're too tired or you have kids or perhaps, like we discover in this episode, there's a history of abuse that's made you disconnect from your sex life and your sexuality altogether. And this episode really isn't just about sex. That's sort of secondary. What it's really about is letting go of your past so that you can really enjoy your present and future. And also letting go of judgment, especially of other people. You know, whenever we're super judgmental with another person, it's usually an indicator that there's something inside of us we need to look at. And I'll tell you a quick story about this. So recently I was up for a speaking gig and it was just taking them a really long time to decide if they wanted me. They were talking to other speakers. I had to get on a call with one person and then another person and the next level executive. It was just not the norm. Usually when speaking opportunities come in, they've already decided they want me and it's more about dates and availability. So this was really different. And I noticed myself getting judgmental and honestly bothered by it. I was a little annoyed or irritated that it was taking so long. And every time they wanted another call, I was like, geez, Louise, can't they just decide? And then I thought, all right, I put on my coach hat and I thought, wow, this is irritating me more than it should. And I'm being way more judgy judgy than I usually am. What is in this? What's the projection? And I teach about projection in my mastery course. Basically projection is you spot it, you got it. Anything you see in somebody else is reflecting a part in you that maybe you don't want to look at or that you don't really like about yourself or that you're unaware of that you do. So I realized that I had an opportunity to really work the projection. Like, okay, what behavior in them is causing irritation or judgment in me? The behavior in them that was causing irritation and judgment in me was not making a decision. So then I looked at, all right, where do I not make decisions clearly and quickly? Where do I go back and forth and talk to person after person and and sit with an option, sit with a decision rather than just making it? And as soon as I got that, I was like, oh, that's why this is irritating me because I was holding off on making a decision regarding my personal life because it conflicted with the date that they wanted me for. So instead of just deciding, listen, I'm pursuing my personal life, I'm not available, I was being wishy-washy inside myself. Do I want to do the personal thing? Do I want the speech? So that was the big aha. And I had an opportunity right there and then to own the projection, to be like, they're doing nothing wrong. They're just doing their protocol. I'm only getting upset because it's reflecting a part of me that I really want to shift. And one of the things that I really don't like is being in limbo. 
I really like to follow my intuition. I like to be decisive. It's actually hell for me when I'm indecisive. But sometimes there's that part of my mind that's like, well, I don't know. And I have FOMO or maybe it should be this or I don't know. And I sit in the indecisiveness and I sit in the limbo and it just creates tension. So I quickly made that decision. I'm doing the personal thing. I said, I'm sorry, I'm not available. Thank you so much for considering me. I hope you consider me for next year because it's a really amazing company that I'd love to speak for. But in that moment, I needed to choose. And what was the most aligned choice for me was choosing that personal opportunity. And once I made that choice, once I made that decision, one, I felt so much better and two, other opportunities opened up. So I share this story with you for two main reasons. One, if you notice you're being judgy, judgy or getting irritated with someone else, you need to look in the mirror because it's not about them. It's really about you. Second, make your decisions. Don't be in limbo. Limbo is hell. You already know. Follow your gut. You've heard so many coaching episodes when people call in and they ask me a question, but they already know the answer. They're really just asking me for permission. Not that I am the permission grantor, but sometimes... It's just nice to have somebody else go, you know what? Just do it. You already know, just do it. So if there's a decision that you're floundering about right now, I encourage you just to choose. You really can't choose wrong. You make a choice, you get feedback, and there's always more choices and more opportunities. So just choose. So in this call with Michaela, you're going to learn so, so, so much. And as you're listening, I want you to consider... Is there someone in your life that you're judging harshly without taking an honest look at yourself? To all the moms out there, have you paid more attention to the kids and a little less attention to your partner or spouse? Have you had sexual trauma or bad sexual experiences that have dimmed your desire and enjoyment of sex? Are you avoiding going back and reprocessing pain from your past because you think it's going to re-traumatize you? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my call with Michaela. And before we dive in, ladies, let's just get a little personal for a moment. When it comes to feminine care, are you really conscious of what you're putting in your body? Do you know what's in most tampons and even pads? Read the label sometime and I think you'll be shocked and I want you to know there is a better alternative. So I love Lola. It's a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. Unlike other major brands, Lola products are 100% natural and easy to feel good about. No BS, mystery fibers, or doubts about what's going on in your body. Plus, Lola products come in a simple, customizable subscription. So Lola will deliver exactly what you need when you need it. Do you know that the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list in their feminine care products? So most of them don't. Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, and liners. Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester. Nobody likes polyester. Their feminine care products may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrance, and dyes. Ugh. Lola products are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. And Lola makes your month a little bit easier. Their subscription is fully customizable, so you can choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, frequency of delivery. Lola's subscription is super flexible. You can change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time. And I love that it was founded 
by women for women. And I've gotten a lot more conscious of what I put on in around my body. We even just got a new mattress that's 100% cotton. So if I'm that conscientious about the mattress I sleep in, I'm definitely going to be conscientious about the feminine care products that I use. And I'm a big fan of Lola. So here is how you can take advantage of the special deal that Lola has for my listeners. If you go to mylola.com and enter promo code over it, you get 40% off all subscriptions. That's mylola, M-Y-L-O-L-A.com and enter promo code over it for 40% off all subscriptions. And now on to my coaching call with Michaela. Michaela, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hello. I have been really judgmental of my husband who is overweight and I feel very shallow, very superficial. And there's all this guilt that goes through my head because I'm judging him. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of want to stop judging him. Yeah. No, I understand that. And I appreciate your honesty as well. And let's just, let's take the subject of weight off the table for a moment. Okay. And why don't you just tell me a little bit about your marriage, how long you've been married, how you feel in the marriage. Oh, okay. We're going there, huh? Mm-hmm. We've been married for 20 years and it's a very, I would say it's more like a roommate type of a relationship. Mm-hmm. The passion has gone out and, you know, we get along, but there's no we get along, we love each other, but just no passion. We don't really spend time together. We don't really try to connect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And was there a significant event that made it go more into roommate status or has it just been something that over time has happened? Well, my history is there has been sexual abuse when I was younger Mm -hmm. as a child. Mm -hmm. And I think I've always had intimacy issues because of that, mm-hmm. but it seemed like after we had kids, I just really, really lost interest. Yeah. Sort of pushed him away. I hear you. I hear mm-hmm. you. And did you push him away because you lost interest or because he was doing something that was hurting you or causing you pain? No, none of that. I think I just chose to focus on the kids. Yeah. And pretty much put our relationship on the back burner. Yeah. I hear that. And and you're not the only person that's done that. So mm-hmm. if there's any judgment against against yourself for that, I want you to let that go. And so the way I'm going to coach you, it's really, mm-hmm. really important that you see yourself through the eyes of love and acceptance and you don't go into judgment because when we're critical of someone else, when our judger is really up, it's not just Mm -hmm. reserved for people outside of us, right? Oftentimes we're just as harsh to ourselves inside. So can you make the agreement with me that you'll come at this with me with curiosity and with love and understanding? Yeah. Okay. So would you agree that your husband has been starving for physical and affection and intimacy for years? I would agree, yes. Okay. And do you see how he's tried to feed himself with food instead? Yes. Yeah. 
Mm, wow. I didn't make that connection. And he's a good man. He hasn't gone outside the marriage, at least I'm, I'm assuming no. that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's been faithful and he's physically and sexually starving. Yeah. So the best way he's known how to deal with that is to eat. Uh, okay. I'm like starting to go into judgment of myself. Oh, okay. I know. So take a deep breath. Uh, yeah. Take a deep breath. So when one has suffered sexual abuse as a child, the tendency is either to go hypersexual in an unhealthy way or mm -hmm. to kind of shut it down. You've done the latter. Yeah. And having kids and all of that is, is definitely a distraction. And I get, it's definitely an energy drain, but if there's a tendency to go asexual, having kids will really push one over the edge of that yeah. and almost kind of justifies not having to be sexual because you're tired and you're busy and you're a mom. I know. And it seems like as I've gotten older, it's, I've really, really pushed down my sexuality. Do you want to keep doing that? No. Mm, I didn't think so. How old are your kids now? They are five, seven, and 10. Okay. So they're pretty functioning. It's not like you're changing yeah. diapers anymore and no, you have some no. time. To what degree have you dealt with the sexual abuse? And I don't just mean mentally accepted it, but to what degree have you done any somatic work, any physical pelvic floor therapy, anything like that to release it from your body? I haven't done any, you know, there's a part of me that wants to, and then another part of me is like really afraid of what's going to come up. Sure. Sure. And then I'm also afraid of like, I've identified myself as a sexual abuse survivor and who am I without that identity? Well, do you want to be a sexual abuse survivor or a sexual abuse thriver? Thriver. Yeah. Yeah. And let's ask that question. Who would you be without that identity? Gosh, I would be freer, more joyful, you know, without hangups regarding sex and intimacy. Mm -hmm. And do you think you'd actually enjoy sex and physical touch and pleasure? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the payoff of continuing to identify as a sexual abuse survivor so much so that you've disconnected completely from your sexuality? The payoff is just staying in my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you get and to continue to blame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You get to spend your time fixated on your husband's weight. Yeah. Which yeah. is going to push him away farther and make him more and more unattractive to you the more you fixate on it. Yeah. So what are you feeling in your body? Not what are you thinking, but what are you feeling in your body? I am feeling a, um, a sensation in my chest and my throat area. Mm -hmm. And almost like a, like an anxiety. Sure. So yeah. is that sensation in your chest and throat area, what does the sensation feel like? Like pounding, a little bit of quivering, a little bit of closed off, mm -hmm. like shutting down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you could just breathe into that and put your hand on your chest, just bring your breath there and just tell yourself, I'm safe. 
I'm safe. I'm okay. Okay. No one can hurt me now. No one can hurt me now. I didn't do anything wrong. Didn't do anything wrong. I just keep breathing your love, your attention, your compassion into your chest and just tell me when that sensation starts to shift. It's shifting already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times somatic work, we have it in our head that it's going to be this awful, yucky, reliving all the trauma again. Mm -hmm. And often it's just allowing a feeling to come up, bring love and attention and awareness to it, Mm -hmm. exploring what that feeling is communicating to us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what I think that anxiety and that tension in your chest is communicating to us is that your body forgets that you're in the here and now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Your body hasn't totally come online to know that it can relax. Your nervous system hasn't completely relaxed yet. Mm-hmm. And this is this is something you've been holding on for decades. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So I understand the apprehension and mm-hmm. I understand that you're kind of in this comfort zone now. Yeah. And you're missing out on a huge part of life. I know. Sexuality and pleasure and intimacy is one of the perks of being in a human body. And no one can take that away from you. You're not damaged. You're not tainted. Your sexuality is not broken. I -hmm. promise you, as someone who has gone through similar things Mm -hmm. and who is completely personally disconnected from my sexuality... It was like, it was like come or go. It was, there was an indifference to it for me. Yeah. And when I started to do the somatic work and started to find my different teachers for sexuality and healing and all of that and so much of the experiential work that I teach in my retreats, I learned many, many things. One, how powerful being connected to our sexuality is, not just in the sense that one has pleasure, but it's so tied to our creativity. It's so tied to our um, aliveness. And it's so tied to knowing how powerful this human body is. It's a, also given me an escape from my head. <laughs> you know, I, so many people are like, I live in my head, I live in my head, I live in my head. That's because we're not in our body. And our sexuality is a doorway to being in our body. And in releasing past trauma, Mm -hmm. yes, sometimes it was hard and painful. However, I did it with practitioners who held a space of love and safety Mm -hmm. so that the feelings that came up weren't like the feelings that I had when I went through the trauma because someone was there holding a safe space of love and compassion. Mm -hmm. So all the anger or the shame or the memories or whatever, when they do come up and out in that space of love, in that space of compassion, they can actually release from the body. And with a skilled practitioner, you're not doing it alone. Got it. I guess, I guess I had this thought of like, maybe I could do it on my own, but I think the key is having someone there and holding a safe space for you because that's what was missing 
yeah. when the trauma happened, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So all the emotions get, and the, the other thing about abuse is that it's very confusing mm-hmm. to the body because mm-hmm. there are, are moments in abuse or molestation where there is some physiological pleasure, mm-hmm. but there's so much pain and trauma on top of that, that the body gets very confused Right. And it even associates any pleasure down here is bad, dirty, leads to pain. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's very hard for abuse victims to, or anyone who's had any trauma to uh, really let go in any kind of intimacy or sex because the moment there's vulnerability and the moment there's pleasure the brain and the body sometimes goes danger, 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 and just shuts down. Yeah. Shuts down and checks out. Exactly. Exactly. Where, you know, sex can be happening, but you're thinking about what you're going to get at the grocery store the next day. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And it becomes more obligatory than pleasurable. Yeah. And that's no fun, especially for a marriage. Right. Okay. So somatic therapy. Well, somatic, I would highly recommend going and listening to my interview with Dr. Heike Joy Hudson, the pleasure on purpose interview that I did. Okay. I would look for somatic therapists that specialize in sexual abuse. Okay. EMDR can also be very helpful. And then sexuality isn't just about sex. It's just about pleasure in the body. Mm-hmm. So taking some S factor classes, which is Sheila Kelly's, it's, it's pole dancing is the best way that people know about it, but it's, it's so not about the pole. <laughs> it's really <laughs> about finding as she calls it, your erotic creature or any kind of dance class or more yin yoga, or just putting on great music in your house and mm-hmm. dancing around or like making a self date night with yourself and having a bath and putting on something that feels good on your body and, and just touching yourself, not even in sexual ways, but just in soothing ways to start to like bring yourself back in the body. Because Michaela, when we did that experience where you put your hand on your chest and you said, I'm safe, Mm -hmm. you felt how much the anxiety calmed down. Yeah. So your hands and breath on your own body are going to be very, very, very soothing. And it's just taking the time to do that, taking your time to breathe, taking your time to put your hands on your body and calm yourself down. Mm. Because that's what starts to help regulate the nervous system right. is when we feel ourselves in like a fight or flight, which is what anxiety can trigger, mm-hmm. and we calm ourselves down. So that's something you can start to do immediately. Okay. And then... Any questions about that so far? No, no, that was very clear. Okay. So now let's talk about your husband. Okay. Do you love him? I do. Okay. And you want to stay married to him? I do. And after talking with you, I just have so much more compassion and understanding for him. Yeah. 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 So I'll tell you a funny story. When, um, 
Stephanos and I, like we came together very, very fast. So I went from being very single for nine years to living with someone. <laughs> there was like no buildup. Right. And when we moved into our place together, you know, I'm used to like waking up, getting out of bed and doing my meditation, just starting my day. And he was like, I really would like us to have, you know, five minutes of connection time, of cuddle time. And and I went into, you don't control me. And, and that's my, <laughs> I can do whatever I want when I get out of bed. And like, I don't have time and that might lead to sex and I don't have time for that in the morning. And, you know, I just went into this very resistant, more masculine thing. Right. And we got into an argument about it. And it was still in the beginning of our relationship when we were working out a lot of the kinks. <laughs> and over time, as I have worked through a lot of my, my, you know, just, just fears of intimacy, right? Because I was like, can I really trust this one? You know, is this one going to be, is this one going to last? Can I trust this man? Can I really let him in? And as I let him more and more, and I'm the one who, when I wake up, basically jumps on top and curls up to him because what I've noticed is that oxytocin hit from just hugging someone, especially mm -hmm. your husband, mm -hmm. that doesn't have to lead to anything sexual, but that starts to help the body know that it's safe mm. with that person. Okay. And I found that now that I've really leaned into that and I've been even more affectionate than what I thought I naturally was, because a lot of my, I, I joke that I'm like a cat and, and he's like a dog. Like I, you have to like, let me come to you. And he's like a puppy. <laughs> and I've just let go all of all of those labels. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've really let my body lead, not my head. Now your head may go, well, I'm not attracted to him right now, but I promise you, if you were to curl up to him and just let him hold you and just let him hug you, your body would start to soften. Okay. That I, that I can definitely do. Okay. Yeah. So just like a little bit in the morning, a little bit at night, or just mm -hmm. like, just hugs, just start with hugs. Okay. Or like, you know, when he's sitting on the couch, when you're in the car, rub the back of his neck. Okay. Start to just feed him a little bit with affection. Okay. And, and it, it also will make you feel more empowered in your body. Because as women, when we drop into not only receiving pleasure, but the power of giving pleasure mm -hmm. and how much power we have as women in, in giving affection, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful sense of empowerment. And for someone who's been quote unquote victimized, right? Mm -hmm. Taking back your power in giving and receiving pleasure of like, ooh, I have the power to touch the back of this man's neck and watch how his shoulders relax mm. or watch how he takes a deep breath. Yeah. And when you start to observe that and witness that, you start to become more empowered as a physical and sexual being. Got it. How is all this sounding to you? I, it has been a tremendous amount of help. Christine, you have no idea. I... I'm so different from the beginning of this call. I just have mm. so much hope and I'm excited mm. to try the exercises that you suggested. I'm going to definitely look for the uh, somatic therapist who specializes in it. And I'm also mm. looking forward to your retreat. Because Yay. In, in person. 
Yes, I'm so, so glad. And, you know, I really feel from what you've shared and what you've told me, you've got a good man who really loves you and who misses you. He does. He and he'll, does. Really, he'll really hold for you as yeah. you walk through this. And I'm sure he knows. Yeah. And I'm sure he hasn't pushed. Does he know about your sexual abuse? Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's yeah. been so understanding. Yeah, I, I do not yeah. give him credits. So Yeah. And so I'm sure there's times where he's wanted to touch you or wanted to be romantic or physical with you. And he doesn't push, you know, because he doesn't want to feel like an abuser. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and so he's just been holding. Yeah, yeah. Which is beautiful. And I really feel when you start to have more physical connection with him and eventually more sex with him and start to actually enjoy sex for the first time in your life, which is mm -hmm. totally possible. Yeah. The weight will, will not be an issue. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's so true because the times that I was really into him, he, he was overweight and, um, I, it, it didn't really matter to me. So it's, it's yeah. when I'm connected to him. Yeah. It's not a factor at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, when you're connected to yourself, you'll be connected to him. Connected to myself. Okay. Yeah. 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 And really important to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself deeply. You have been doing the best you could and you weren't really ready to look at this until now, which is why you're on the phone with me. Yeah. You know, when we're ready for the solution, the doorway appears. When we're ready to feel, deal, and heal something, mm -hmm. Yeah, the answers reveal themselves. Same thing for me with my path. Like I didn't meet the teachers that really helped me with this piece until the last three years. And Got I've it. been on the personal growth path for a long time now, nearly right. two decades. Right. So it's, but I wasn't ready until then. Yeah. So no shame, no judgment. You know, yeah. your husband has made his choices in this too. Right. So he's a big boy. <laughs> no, no feel. Compassion's wonderful. Feeling sorry for, no, not going to be good for either of you. Okay. 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 And uh, you decide to what, what degree you want to share with him about, you know, this conversation. Okay. You know, that's totally up to you. It's something that you can keep, you know, use your own attunement and your own intuition about that. Will do. Will do. Ah, I have like 10 pounds of lifted off my shoulders. <laughs> Good. Well, you were ready to take it off. Yes. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much, Michaela, for your honesty, for your willingness, for your vulnerability. This was such a great coaching session and that had way more to do with you, Michaela, than me. You were ready. You were willing to look at yourself. You were willing to stop pointing the finger. You were willing to talk about and acknowledge some difficult patterns and you weren't making excuses. And I really, really acknowledge you for that. So thank you. So just a few things because there was a lot that I taught within the call and you may be able to tell from my voice that I'm a little congested. So this will be a little bit of a shorter breakdown. There's a couple things that I wanted to dive into a little more. I said in the call, I've seen two tendencies or two kind of reactions to being sexually abused. One 
going kind of promiscuous, being over-sexualized, having fewer boundaries around sex, around who you have sex with. And sometimes if any abuse or molestation happens younger, there is that tendency to be kind of over-sexualized. And then on the other extreme is just disconnecting from our sexuality altogether. So maybe liking sex in the beginning, or maybe liking sex if we have a little wine, but when true intimacy sets in and when life gets busy, you just kind of can take it or leave it. And it's never that enjoyable. And a lot of people are able to just totally check out of their body during sex. And this doesn't just apply to sexual abuse victims. I think this happens to a lot of people, especially women, when we get in too much in our heads, we're not in our body, we've got too much just baggage we're carrying around, stuff that we're repressing, and that really does mute our sexuality. And our sexuality is an important part of us. You know, we talk so much about like hacking our physical body and hacking our mind, but having a healthy relationship with our own sexuality is of paramount importance because it's connected to our creativity. It's connected to our relationships. It's connected to just feeling alive and pleasure in this body. You know, so many women that I talk to who have struggles with food and body image, there's a direct correlation to sexuality. And you can kind of go back and listen to previous episodes when I when I really dive into that. Point being, please don't deprioritize your sexuality. If if you feel like you're a little over-sexualized and you don't have boundaries and maybe you have a lot of sex but you don't have deep intimacy, then there's something to look at there. And if your sexuality is kind of just on the back burner and it's not something you're giving attention to, then perhaps it's time to start giving it some attention. And Sexuality isn't just about having sex. It's about having pleasure in our body and being connected and being embodied and just not being in our head. And you don't need a partner to be healthy sexually. It's definitely something you can do on your own. So don't make the excuse of, well, I'm not in a relationship. So like, I'm just going to ignore my sexuality. Because if you ignore it, you're ignoring your passion. You're ignoring your creativity. So many people talk about wanting to get their mojo on and want to get their inspiration on. Well, you got to connect to that second chakra and the second chakra is all your reproductive organs. So that's the first thing I wanted to dive into. The second thing I wanted to say is that Michaela said, you know, who would I be without the identity of a sexual abuse survivor? And I think that a lot of people, when you kind of have that identity of I survived, you get a little too caught up in that identity of being a survivor. And really what you want to be is not even a sexual abuse thriver, a sexual thriver. If you were abused or molested and you're not enjoying your body now, you've given your abuser or molester basically power over your body still to this day. Whether it was abuse or rape or molestation, in that moment, that person had some power and control over you. But by you not reclaiming it, you not stepping into it in a healthy way, you continue to perpetuate that cycle of abuse and give whoever did it way too much power. So it's time to take your power back, really take your power back and start enjoying your body again. And you don't have to dive right into the sexuality part. So much of what I talked with, with, about with Michaela was just about pleasure, was, was just about soothing, regulating the nervous system, really feeding herself and her husband with just simple pleasure. It doesn't even have to be sexual. Hugs, back rubs, neck rubs, back scratches. 
we call them love baths. You know, love baths are just when you gently with your fingertips touch someone's skin and it just feels amazing. You can even do it to yourself on your own arm and it feels, ooh, especially like the inside of your arm on that thin skin. It feels so good. So don't think you have to jump right into like being some sexual diva. You can just start with pleasure. So you start to really take back your body, calm your nervous system down and feel safe in your body. And the final thing I'll talk about is judgment. So obviously you saw that her question about how do I stop judging my husband's weight, that wasn't the direction we went in the call at all. I mean, I could have given her a lot of tips about, okay, well, you know, focus on other things and gratitude and make healthy snacks and blah, 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 blah. But I knew that would just be a Band-Aid. And going back to what I was talking about in the intro regarding projection, I had a feeling that her judgment of him really wasn't so much about him. There was some self-judgment she had on herself and that's where the call took us. So again, just a reminder to all the coaches and therapists out there that the presenting question is an invitation, <laughs> but oftentimes the direction is, is much different. And again, just Michaela's willingness to go the direction we went was absolutely beautiful. So some takeaways for you. Practice projection. You spot it, you got it. Anybody that you're judging, anybody that's annoying you, really ask, like, what is this reflecting to me? What is this bringing up inside of me? Second, pleasure. Go back and listen to my interview with Dr. Heike Joy Hudson, Pleasure on Purpose. It was a coach's corner. That can give you some valuable insight. I think it was episode 133 where I coached a woman on connecting more to her pleasure and sexuality. So that's a resource for you. And then just start enjoying your body. Dance, put your feet in the grass, do something that makes you feel good. Feel good, everybody. Enjoy your body. That's like my takeaway for this episode. Stop judging others. Stop fixating on all the things that don't matter. Stop deprioritizing pleasure and intimacy and juiciness and sex in your life because that's one of the joys of being in the human body. You know, we're not just here to like go to work and pack the kids' lunches and work on our computer. We're not just these robots. And that's why so many of us overeat and binge on sugar is because like that's our like you know, the, the, my friend Aubrey calls it the pleasure monkey, like the pleasure monkey needs to be fed. And if you're not diversifying the kind of pleasure you're giving yourself, you're just going to go to food or alcohol or TV or things like that. There's so much more when it comes to pleasure. So enjoy, enjoy your body, enjoy your life. Stop judging so much. Get to gratitude. I love you all. Sending you so much love and many blessings until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. <laughs>